in there as well and uh, that is compliments of my friend Glenn in um, Winnipeg uh, indirectly uh, Glenn turned me on to uh, somebody else Colton Wall and uh, you know you just keep hitting the the buttons and it takes you to this album and connects you to this when you're doing Spotify so that's where we ended up this morning here at Thompson Park it's a Sunday morning it's uh, not quite 11. And there's snow on the ground. There's snow on the ground. Now, I see they've plowed the pathway, so I could get out and walk, and who knows, I may do that this afternoon. Yesterday, I had my walk from 3 to 4.15 in the neighborhood again. Kind of neat scene. They've got these... It's a quiet neighborhood where we live, uh, you know. And on the other side, the west side of Bellamy Road North... There's some huge properties, but just bungalows on them. You know, they're built long ago, and there was lots of space out in Scarborough. And now, one by one, the bungalows are being bought, demolished, and these monster homes, two, three-car garages with rooms above them, huge places, all looking the same, like by the same builder, are being put up. And I wonder who lives there. Like, it's... Way too big for one family. So either it's a wealthy extended family with in-laws and daughters and sons-in-laws and grandmas and everybody else. Or, um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, they're too nice a place to rent out. It just, they, I, I, it, it baffles me. Like, you think, wow, there's a housing shortage. You've got the space on that land. But it's zoned only to put up, you know, single-dwelling homes, one-family type thing. Uh, so anyway, that's what I saw on my walk yesterday. 
uh, today. Who knows if I'll get out there or not. Um, how are things? How are things, Ken? Welcome, first of all, to Dixon Jane's episode number 979, A Palindromic Wonder! Thank you, Anthony. Um, yeah, this is, uh, oh my gosh, we're on to Merle Hager, Hagerd. I don't know if I want to hear this one or not. I mean, he claims... We don't take no sometimes he claims it's a joke, sometimes he claims it was serious. <laughs> we don't Either way, no it's fun. Cars down on yeah. Fuck you, Merle. We like living right, being free. I bet you the, uh, the white supremacists would love this. No party, I love it. All right. Anyway, sorry, I'm not going to uh, force that on you just because it happens to be in the background. Uh, where were we? I don't think we were anywhere. Um, yeah, so we'll start off with a little confusion. I had time last night. Everybody's gone to bed, and I think, okay, I'm just going to watch something. I don't know if I'm in for a whole movie, but maybe I'll just, you know, I'll flick around and see what I can find. And I found the one-hour comedy special of uh, Dave Chappelle. You know, he's had some really bad press, you know, again, from the trans people. Let's give it a try. And I'd heard about this thing. And by gosh, I I must have been less than 10 minutes in. I had to shut it off. Like he said, I'm I'm punching down now. I'm punching down. So it's going to be the cripples. I'm not going to touch the trans anymore. They hate me and we got to fix that. I'm gonna, it's going to be cripples. So the, the beginning was all jokes about... Cripples, that's the term he used. And they really weren't funny. And the audience is sort of laughing, cheering him on. Uh, it was at the Lincoln Center, I think, in Washington. But it just, it just, ew, it was uncomfortable. So switch that off. Oh, okay, now here's the, uh, I've been seeing clips from the uh, Ricky Gervais Armageddon. Less than 10 minutes into that, I shut it off. Okay, some I had heard and some just... That's not funny. And it's as if... I mean, these are two people I, I normally really like. But it just... Uh, it's almost like... Did something happen? Is this a post-COVID re- overreaction or something? The humor is dark and not funny. And it's like they're trying to prove something. They're trying to test some limits or or carve out a new space. I don't know, but I just, I shut it off. So, all right, switch over number three. All right, we'll watch a movie after all. And it's the one about the plane going down 1972 uh, in uh, South America with a a mainly a soccer team on board. And by God, I, I, you know, I, I started last night, I shut it off at the plane crash part. Yeah, it was just quite, wow, holy shit, that must have been awful. And then this morning, turned it on again to watch them try and pull each other out of the wreckage. And you realize the first night comes, the temperature's dropped, they're freezing, they're huddled, the dead and the living huddled together. And then the voice is, Ken, Ken, do you really want to watch this? Because you know it's real. This is a horrific story, man. Why? Why? So uh, off that went. Off that went. 
So there you go. I, I'm, just, I'm only saying that because all the time I'm raving about, oh my God, this album, oh my God, this song, oh my God, this movie was great, oh my God, this series, I love it. You know, it's usually that. So this time, uh, three strikes. So we'll see. I'll let you know before the end of this podcast. I'll find something really good and tell you all about it. So that's it. I guess uh, I just wanted a, a, a quick start. Uh, my my eyes are it's blinded by the snow and I don't know whether it's because of the post op. I just um, I'm not seeing well. Like it's too bright. I've got my my sunglasses with me. I've had to put them on. I've had irritation post surgery, like eyes watering, uh, and then I go to rub it and that just makes it worse. And you feel like I got oh my god, there's a grain of sand on my eye on my eyeball, and I've had this steadily. Now, on January 22nd, I'll be seeing my um, optometrist, uh, eye doctor, and I I guess I'll talk to her about it and see what happens. So, um, yeah, all right, there you go, the health health day. By the way, thanks, I did get some good advice from um, my friend Glenn again out in Winnipeg, thank you for that. Um, anytime anybody gets in touch and lets me know, hey, I'm still out there listening, like uh, Tom in uh, in uh, at the Fog Lounge, it's much appreciated. It really is. So, uh, all right, we'll end with a good-hearted woman. I, I know I don't think anybody listening to this uh, podcast is into country music the way I am. Well, Glenn. <laughs> Uh, Glenn in Winnipeg once again for the win, uh, but you know hey, it's, it, it takes me back. I tried to explain it to my son. It was that innocent time of growing up. You know, can you believe people like cowboys? Like why? Gosh, what happened there? All right, now the song faded out. Now we're back to Willie Nelson. Okay, okay, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I got to get home. I left my cat out. I left my cat out. Uh, Yuki insisted on uh, on going out, and now she's going to be at the door, prancing back and forth like a, you know an animal monster demanding to come in. So uh, here we go. Scarborough dude signing out from uh, Thompson Park on this uh, snowy Sunday, December the or January the seventh. Uh, Bye for now. it just died uh, I, I gotta this thing doesn't hold a charge for long uh, my JBL speaker but there you go I needed to switch off I was getting an awful lot of country sent my way and uh, wasn't con- it was just sounding an awful re- very re- repetitive that's the word I'm looking for repetitive <laughs> 
So we went for a little uh, Punjabi, hot hits Punjabi, and uh, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to play more um, for a refreshing change. But anyway, here we are. No music. Uh, you'll you'll get some later on. Oh, yeah. Whew. Let's see. Where are we? Where are we? We are at um, Bluffers Park. Uh, it is Monday, January the 8th, uh, not quite 11 a.m. Um, I've already had a successful morning, which is great, you know, at this hour. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Just come on. Let me catch my breath here, all right? Whoa. It's uh, not a bad day, and um, I do have my walker with me, so I think I'm going to be forced to take a walk when you're at Thompson Park, I mean, the road is rough, it's not paved, it's gravel, and it's a lot harder walking with one of these things as opposed to pavement like in Thompson Park. But um, it's nice, and it's right at the water, on the water, Lake Ontario, so uh, I think I'll do that. But first of all, I'm going to chat with you. I, my week has already been thrown off, and Nelko had to work yesterday, which was Sunday, and I just kept thinking all day. It was Monday. It felt like a Monday. And my son went into work as well. And, and it just threw me for a loop. But anyway, I did manage to get uh, to uh, the library, drop off um, a couple of Ian Rankin books, and pick up another one. This is all over this Detective Rebus, R-E-B-U-S. I keep mentioning him many times here. But... They are so well written. It's just, it's a craft. And I just have admiration for that. And a, and a, a mystery writer, you know, they're detective stories. And you you don't know till the end, oh my God, who's responsible here? Or you're trying to guess along and so on. But meanwhile, you're drawn into the character. He's done a very good job creating this character in, in three dimension, you know. And so you you know he's... His weaknesses, his character, he's kind of stubborn. He's not necessarily likable, and usually the best characters aren't likable. You don't want somebody who's uh, who's just lovable. He's just, you know, you have respect and admiration and curiosity. But anyway, 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 enough of that. But I also uh, took a wander down a couple of aisles I don't normally go on in psychology, philosophy, and so on. On the second floor, this is the uh, Cedarbury branch. And picked up Hive Mind, The New Science of Tribalism in Our Divided World by Sarah Rose Cavanaugh, Ph.D. Um, and that just spoke to me. Wow, isn't that what this is all about? Isn't that, can the answer you're looking for, well, maybe not the answer, but an answer, uh, that you, you want to find, like, uh, how do we connect? How are we related? I'm always talking about tribes, and this is just what this is about, and it's fairly recent, uh, 2019. So I'm excited about that. I do have just one quote to start with, because I've only just, just started. Uh, here we go. Hive Mind, The New Science of Tribalism in Our Divided World by Sarah Rose Cavanaugh, who I just mentioned. The brain operates like a democracy of rivals with multiple subsystems and tendencies, each grappling for control at any given time. So, I'll explain that to you. 
It's just that we want to think we know ourself, and ourself can be a different person in any moment. When you when you're alone, when you're with people, uh, when you're drunk, when you're high, a different self comes out. I mean, you heard that in the last podcast when I got high, and really was close to being uh, braggardly, you know, and and very very proud of myself. I still am, but um, that's when I was, I wasn't even trying to suppress it or hide it. You know, I was trying to flaunt it, Um, but that was the effect of the pot and clearly affecting the brain and the the sense of self. So there's just this idea that we're always struggling, know thyself, and this is sort of putting, you know, poking a stick at that and saying, hey, it's not possible. There are, there are multiple selves and or there's really none at all. It just depends on the circumstances. And I think that's something worth exploring. So I am excited and I want to share that excitement with you about a new find. Uh, this is all due to, who was it that got me going to the library anyway? I guess it was Barnacle Bill. Who, by the way, speaking of Barnacle Bill, a.k.a. Bruce, we had a bit of a, a falling out uh, before he left. Uh, he was going to stay with us for the last three days, and uh, that didn't happen. Um, he was a little concerned. He was getting on a train, a four-day train trip to Vancouver, and he is on the train now. This is day two. Uh, how wonderful to have your little roomette, all your meals included. What a treat. If you haven't done that, if that's one of your dreams, holy fuck, do it. A trip across Canada from Montreal to Toronto. I've done it more than once. My wife has done it. Uh, My son has done it, my younger son, although he had to ride coach while I had my little roommate in the back. He did make use of my shower. Um, Wow, wow, wow. And I want to do it again. Already my thought is, okay, when you sell the road trek, you're getting on that train. You're going to make another trip across the country. Uh, And as you know, as I've mentioned before, but of course you may have forgotten, I was a sleeping car porter, Vancouver to Winnipeg run. And a dishwasher, pantry man as well. So I know that train. I'm excited for Bruce. Uh, he's already been up in the dome car, you know, with champagne and wine tastings and uh, having a grand old time. So good for him. Uh, this is a man who recently sold his condo, as, as, as of now, is homeless, uh, but has plenty of friends to stay with in Vancouver and will soon be getting an apartment of his own. Okay, so there's your little update. How do we get into that? Gosh, <laughs> I know there was a tangent there. I know that somehow we veered on to doing the things you like to do in life. I don't know, knowing thyself. Gosh darn. All right. Anyway, well, it's a uh, change of subject. No, it's three. Change of subject. Uh, pick up a new thread here. I've just, uh, it's the conversations you have in your head. Now, I don't hear many people talking about this. Sorry if I'm shouting, I'm excited. People don't often talk about this, and certainly there aren't many podcasts like mine that explore the inner thoughts or the inner self. But I have these all the time, like playing the voices in my head. Okay, he says this, and then I say this, and then he does that, and I do this. And it's crazy. And, yeah, I know you do that, too. Uh, But you can get carried away. Now, today I had a goal. My eyes have been watering. They've really been bothering me. I I Googled it. Oh, yeah, you've got probably an eye infection or dry eyes, you know, and 
here are the causes and here's what you can do. And I thought, okay, my own family doctor, I can only get, reach him by phone. Well, that's not going to be any help. I was thinking of going back to where I had the surgery, but this is not really related to the surgery where I had the cataracts removed and the new lenses put in. So I really just should go to my regular doctor, who I really like, Dr. Uh, Ramesh. All my doctors, Dr. Raji, Dr. Ramesh, and Dr. Ramanathan, note something in common there, and they're all fabulous. I love them all. Uh, Anyway, my goal was, I got to get something. It's been bothering me for days, and if I rub it or, you know, then it just really gets worse and inflamed, and I can't see, I can't read, it's blurry, uh, and I'm I'm a little worried, you know, hey, how serious is this? And it seems it's pretty common. So I go on to their website and I see that, oh my God, she has a way of curing this for life, but it's three sessions. And you know, this is one of the specialties they offer at Vision Center. That's going to cost you money that's not going to be covered by your uh, health plan or by uh, regular health care. Um, so I have a goal. I have a goal. This is all related. This is all the same thing about the inner thoughts, okay? I learned long ago, when you go to a meeting, and this is usually work-related meetings, you have to go into the meeting knowing what you want to come out with. Sort of your bottom line. You don't just go into, I wonder what's going to happen. You go in knowing, okay, I want to get something from this meeting, or there's a purpose, especially if you've called the meeting or, you know, you're one of the reasons for the meeting. You want to have your at least your bottom line, the minimal, and maybe also what, what do you want the most? What's the best possible outcome of this meeting? And what's the minimal you're ready to accept? Or you're just going to put up a fuss and drag out that meeting. Um, sort of like the free coffee, which, uh, by the way, today I didn't even bother. I was at that same McDonald's or Tim Hortons. I thought, no, fuck it. I don't, you know, I'm not going to go through that again. I'm not going to battle for the free coffee. But I did, I wanted to get a cure for my eyes. Okay, here's my meeting. This is what what I'm looking for. I'm here for. I want to go to see the doctor. I want to speak to the eye doctor, but I don't want to pay for it. And I don't want to sign up for a, a, a program that lasts a few months to cure dry eyes. I just want to... I want a freebie. I want to get in there and say, look, doctor, I got an eye infection. I've got an appointment with you in two weeks. So I want something. I want some advice. What should I buy? What should I do? But I don't want to pay for it. I just want you to tell me. And I don't want the receptionist to tell me what to do. I want you. I want to see the doctor. And you know, the job there is you've got to get past reception. And reception's job is to stop you from getting to see the doctor unless you've got an appointment and you're going to pay for it. So, clearly, you see where this is going? I've got to rehearse. I've got to come up, what's the minimum I want? What's the maximum I want? Which is see the doctor and get a prescription that I don't have to pay for. Wow, that'd be the best. She's just going to write out something in here, take this to your uh, pharmacy and they'll give it to you. Uh, That's the most, but at least the minimum I want to see the doctor and have her look quickly at the eye, not going through machines or anything. Just look at me and say, oh, you got this. We better take that. That's my minimum. So I've prepared these conversations. I've imagined what the secretary is going to say, what I'm going to say. I'm sorry. Listen. Hey. Hey. 
If you think this is boring, no, it's, no, sorry, it's me who thinks it's boring. <laughs> A little worried there. I am going on, but it's just that it, it's it's everyday life. This this is I do this all the time, walking down the street. I imagine I see somebody. Oh, what if they confront me? What if what if those three guys there tried to take my iPhone? What's the, what's the outcome? Oh man. You know, and I've got my answers. You know, hey, if you guys stab me, that's great. You're doing me a favor because my wife's going to get the, you know, a million dollars. Well, 100000 and And, you know, I'll be done. I don't have to worry about my books and artifacts anymore. Sure, go ahead, kill me. You know, I do that. I do that. And that's not always the solution I want. You know, that's not my best outcome. <laughs> but I do have these conversations continually, okay? Can't stop them. Anyway, I go in, and I'm hoping for the best outcome. I really want to get past the reception to see the doctor. And I know it's a Monday morning. She's going to be busy. Do you have an appointment? So I I prepare. Listen, I've got an appointment in two weeks. However, I just have one question for the doctor. Well, what's her first first line of defense? What's your question? (laughs) Good. Oh, nice comeback. What's your question? Well, I think I might have an eye infection, and I'd just like to see Dr. Ramanathan, or Dr. Uh, which one is it? Dr. Ramesh, to see if um, if there's something I could take will help this. Uh, now, and, and I figure, okay, I've, I've backed it up. I've got a bag full of leftover meds from when I had the surgery. So I'm, I'm throwing all this stuff at her. I've just had cataract surgery, both, both eyes. Um, I've got my scheduled appointment, but I just, I didn't want to ruin that appointment by going in with an infection. So I'm just hoping I can find a solution beforehand, blah, blah, blah. I'm just tossing all this at her. She says, well, let me see your medications because I've told her I've got them. And I hand over a bag. It's got four leftover medications. She's going through that bag looking at, well, you got all these? Yeah, they're, they're leftovers. Are any of those in it? Could I use any of those? And I know that's kind of a false flag because you know they're going to say, no, no, these are post-surgery stuff. No, no. What are you, stupid? But I'm hoping I'm going to seem like I'm a hopeless case. I need their help. You know, I'm asking a dumb question. Can I use this? Yeah, no. You know, I'm, so I'm hoping this is going to strengthen my position by seeming completely clueless. I mean, I'm really working on this. So what happens? So what happens? Just by chance, Dr. Ramesh comes up to the receptionist at that moment. And she's got the bag open. And she says, Mr. Bull wants to know if um, if you can use any of these. And she just looks over the counter, looks at me. No, you've got dry eye. Give, give him that. Give them the, uh, give them the uh, some of the cysteine. We've got that done, finished. She reaches over, she picks the medicine off the shelf. She says that'll be thirty-two fifty. I said, okay, good. That was easy. Thank you. <laughs> okay, it wasn't the best outcome. The best outcome it would have been free a prescription. Thirty-two fifty to get to see the doctor. It's done in minutes. I'm prepared for a long. I'm prepared to sit there and you know really drag this out. I'll wait all day to see the doctor. Done in that moment. I mean, it took longer for me to t- <laughs> to tell you the story than it did 
for that whole thing to take place. Okay? So there you are. All right, I'm happy. We're done. All right, finished. Jesus Christ. What more do you want? Um, anyway, so I'm happy about that. And I'm happy I got a new book. And I'm happy that I'm, I'm hungry now. And I an alcohol made uh, for my son. Of course, she made a nice little, um, you know, um, tuna cheese thing you put under the broiler. But the thing is, dear, dear Naoko, when she makes something for my son, she always makes one for me too. So I've got that to go back for. All right, I'm, I'm going to end there. Um, I think I'm going to go out. I'm going to take a walk. Yes, I'm going to take a walk because it's... Sorry, I'm shouting again. God damn it. I just said I'm, I'm turned on. I mean, I guess I'm happy about the outcome. I'm happy that a solution, a, a problem that I had built up. I mean, over days, I've been worried about this. I think, oh, what am I going to do? What do I need? To, can I just go to the pharmacist? You know, how am I going to solve this? It's solved. I'm holding in my hand this ultra hydrant, ultra hydrant lubricant eye drops. That's all I need. Preservative free, long lasting relief, helps restore damaged cells on the ocular surface, contains whatever, safe for use with contact lenses. She said, you can use this as often as you want. It's, um, it's, um, preservative free. Don't worry about it. So there you go. Okay. Kind of a happy ending for me anyway. I don't know about you. You had to listen to all that. <laughs> and you weren't even there. Your eyes aren't even hurting. But uh, mine did. So anyway, that, that, that's, uh, that's our little chat for the morning. And uh, this is just part of another Dixon Jane's podcast. Oh, yeah. You're in for the long haul, boys and girls. Bye for now. Okay, I was uh, hoping to have some music to uh, lead you into this uh, this clip, but I cannot get my iPhone to connect with my uh, JBL speaker for some reason. I unfriended it, and now I'm trying to friend it again, and it's not finding it. It's it's my phone is connected to my watch, uh, but it just can't find the uh, speaker. Anyway, that doesn't uh, concern you. Well, it does, and you don't get any music. I've got a new playlist, uh, and it was, uh, I've done the Nigeria 70s, and that was some of the music I knew, a couple of uh, singers or bands I certainly knew, Fela and uh, Bongo Zikwe and uh, some others, and that was fun. I used that for a walk. And then yesterday I put on uh, Bebop, and that's going back, that's Coltrane. I don't know if I already mentioned this, uh, you know, Miles Davis and uh, uh, what's his name who um, the uh, the Beats loved. Oh, my God. You know, I've been saying his name all day, and now, of course, when I'm supposed to say it, I can't. But uh, you know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, come on, come on, come on. Now they sneak Brubeck in there, and I don't think Brubeck really belongs with uh, in the uh, bebop classics. Charlie Parker is the name I was looking for. Sonny Rollins, Mingus, Charles Mingus. So it's a nice, uh, it's a nice playlist. And uh, ooh, even a Chet Baker here. But um, we can't really. Uh, you you can't hear it. I can later on. Okay, so let's move on to, well, what do we have? And as usual, I've got a few notes. Um, 
I mentioned that book I was reading about the hive hive mind. I'm too many anecdotes, not enough substance. I'm not too too impressed. I've read about a uh, hundred pages. Hang on, I gotta roll the window down and say hello to the walker. He's just going by again. Hello, hey. It's very wet today. Yeah, good for you. You're doing a good job. Yeah, but it's a little, it's a little slippery. Yeah, you got good boots. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. Okay. Oh, too cold then. All right. Well, enjoy your walk. Thank you. Sorry, I just, you know, that's really <laughs> such an important part. Oh, yeah, so guess where I am, Thompson Park. Um, it's about, uh, gosh, moving on, 12.20 in the afternoon on uh, January the 11th, 2024. 20, yeah, yeah, is where we are, 2024. Okay, so anyway, that book, I wasn't getting too much out of it. Uh, but there are a couple of quotes here. Or is this from the news? Tech facilitated sexual violence. You know, this was a news story. Well, it's tragic. Because of AI, they're able to make it look like somebody's naked. You could take a picture of your classmate's face and then put it on a naked body and and then circulate it. And, you know, they're doing something disgusting. It's just... This cruel, there's always been cruelty in high school anyway, and I think that's where they're going. But it's not just high school, it's anybody online. Experts are urging education officials to update and improve both curriculum and school policies to address technology-facilitated sexual violence and to better support teachers to tackle these topics in their classroom. It's just, it's just so sad that people are going to be hurt. And hurt big time. I mean, it's led to suicides and, and all kind, withdrawal, all kinds of things. All right, here's another quote. I don't know where this is from, but I'll figure it out when I've read it. Our sense of truth and how the world works is formed socially, not individually. Now, that I find interesting because this podcast is driven by me, Ken Scarborough dude, but basically it's saying, yeah, you think you're you, but the you, this evasive personality or self, um, is really created out of the society you live in and the people you associate with and so on. How much we adopt the ideas of our subculture. All right. I don't know if that's a question. Um, we do adopt the ideas of our subcultures. Yeah, I guess so. And we try to stay in tune with them. So like if uh, some people are supporting Black Lives Matter, you better be too. And um, there's, I'd like to get into that because there are lines to cross. Like for me, I'm upset right now in Toronto. Our taxes are going up by at least 10% next year. Well, for us with a fixed income and rising costs... Uh, and only, you know, I mean, we're finding it tight. My, my line of credit is just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, borrowing from it. Um, that's a reality right now, and I can't do anything about it. And uh, taking money out of a registered retirement investment fund 
means right off the bat, 10% goes to the federal government, just straight from the bank to there, you know, and then maybe you'll get it back next year when we do taxes. But meanwhile, uh, you know, you borrow 5,000, 500, it goes to the feds right off the bat. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I was saying where I'm, I'm, you know, we should be feeling for all our refugees and I'm saying, well, why are they, why are, who are these people? Are they really refugees or just, Hey, things are better. Things are shitty in my country. Things are better in Canada. They'll look after me. Uh, and even if I'm cold, somebody's going to give me winter boots and a sleeping bag and a, a place to, you know, meals and so on. And yeah, I don't want people to suffer who are here and, and living out on the streets. But I want the flow to stop. I mean, I would be, it's one of the things, you know, the Democrats have to, if they want to be elected, they're going to have to say something about that that border that Trump's using as his Trump card, you know. This is crazy. You just can't keep people flowing in and then saying, okay, I'm here. I got nothing. Help me. Uh, and I know that sounds cold-hearted, and I know members of our church wouldn't want to hear me speaking like this and say, what can we do to help? How can we raise money? We're going to, you know, and when you're sponsoring an individual from Uganda or somewhere else, there was some country in Africa who just said, I think it was the president or leader or whatever, said stone people, stone gay people. Like that was, that was just put out there. Stone them. If you find out somebody's gay, stone them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and so you understand why people would want to flee that country. And if you can help an individual, and really, as our church did, and get them, you know, shelter and get them sponsored and, and treat them one by one. But if it's just a flow of, you know, step off an airplane and say, I'm here, or off a bus or a taxi through Quebec, whatever, I don't have that empathy and caring. I'm just saying, fuck off. You know, fuck off. You shouldn't have come. It took me forever to sponsor my wife to come, you know, and uh, filling out all the forms and doing everything else. We did it the legal way. Um, you're just shortcutting for purely, you know, how many are genuine refugees and how many are just economic refugees. Anyway, it makes me feel shitty saying that, but I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say what I'm feeling. And... Right now, they're saying unless the feds cough up a lot of money, taxpayers are going to have to pay for the cost of, you know, feeding and housing these people. Okay, so I'm so I'm not nice. Um, here's one. Current belief that Native people were at one with nature. Oh, boy, I threw that one in. The feeling also that now, oh, my God, what the white people did to the Native people, and it's true. And there were there were whole tribes wiped out, the Baltic, I believe, in, in Newfoundland, a price on their heads. Um, horror was done. And now, you know, we've taken the land and now making amends and have troth and reconciliation and, and uh, wiping out the culture. And all the bad things we did were, we, we know, and we have to acknowledge them, it's part of our history that we need to face up to. But to go fully the other side and say the natives were totally at one with nature, well, maybe they, they were more at one, certainly, than we are. So that's not a good, uh, a good argument. But that everything was fine until the white people came, that's the thing I'm tra 
you know, challenging. No, 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 no. Don't don't make these people out to be sacred and, and just a perfect society. There was wars continually. There was slavery. There was cruelty. People were hurt. And it isn't just this this holiness and, oh, my God, we have to respect their native ways and, and adopt their, you know, their views and so on. Just let, let's be balanced here. Let's be real. All right. Um, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Hmm. So who do I spend the most time with? Well, my wife and my son. And then, gosh, spend in person, I guess. Because online is another variable. Hmm. Just leave that. Okay, here's a bit of news. Uh, Korea is instituting, finally, a dog meat ban. As everybody knows, you can uh, dogs are raised to be killed and eaten, and maybe, you know, we think of, oh, look at that cute little doggy. Oh, here, boy, here, boy, come on, come on, come on. And then you see them in cages in markets to be uh, slaughtered and, and fed to people who like the taste of dog meat. Um, they're instituting a ban. I think it was unanimous. However, does not go into effect until 2027, and that's to give maybe the dog meat sellers... Uh, a chance to branch out and, uh, you know, maybe uh, raise cats to feed to people. Mm. The smart way to keep people passive and obedient is to strictly limit the spectrum of sociable, of acceptable opinion. Okay, here's where we go. This ties it together. The smart way to keep passive, keep people passive and obedient is to strictly limit the spectrum of acceptable opinion, but allow very lively debate within that spectrum. Okay, so it sort of controls, this is what you can argue about, but only within these things. That gives people the sense that there's free thinking going on, while all the time the presumption, presuppositions of the system are being reinforced by the limits put on the range of debate. That is from Noam Chomsky. In other words, we'll tell you what you can fight about. And it's, of course, could be immigration, could be native rights, could be illegal, you know. Sure, you can talk about those things. But don't talk about how the capitalists are winning and the billionaires are controlling the uh, banks and the banking system and buying your politicians, okay? Don't talk about that stuff. Talk about the stuff that... that, uh, you know, we'll we'll allow you to talk about that. that. Is Noam Chomsky from his book How the World Works, probably some time ago. Cyber attacks. I hate those fuckers. They ruin the Toronto public library system, and uh, now they've attacked the Toronto Zoo. They've done hospitals, and this is just the criminal world. I don't want to talk about it, but I, it just it really upsets me that there are nasty people in the world who are. Who are running the world? Like it's not the hacker, just that one guy hacking the system. It's this: who's paying him? Who's who's making the money? Who are these people? They say, "Fuck! I don't care if it's a hospital or a, a library. Fuck them. We got a chance of getting money. Fuck them. Fuck you, man. I want those the leaders 
But you can never catch them. They got, they're surrounded by lawyers and everything else and insulation. And, you know, you, I want them in jail. Car thefts, you know, who are the ringers? The, the kids, the teenagers, the young people stealing cars. They're not making all the money. Those cars are on their way in a container shipped off to Saudi Arabia, somewhere they can sell them. In Africa, usually. It's not the person who's taught how to steal the car. It's the who's the people on the top who are paying off the people at the Port of Montreal who are controlling the containers that get loaded onto ships. The corruption, the rot within the fucking system. Fucking organized crime fucking really goddamn bothers me, all right? That's all I want to say. It really, really upsets me. It's not right. All right. Okay, now here's a good one. Here's a good one. Sorry, I'm calming down, but geez, you know, it, it's just, I don't know how to express it otherwise. I, I don't know how to vent to get rid of it. The, the, the bad people. There are bad people. The little, the, the ones who are kidnapping girls and, and forcing them into prostitution, living off human suffering. Fuck, man. Fuck. Lock him up! Lock him up! Jesus Christ! Oh, you hear it all the time. I mean, and somebody help you they catch people who are helpless and and just and threaten people. Now there's arson all over fucking Canada. There's arson. People want to build a house or maybe a small construction company. Pay up, pay this bribe, or else. And next thing, people come out at night, kerosene, whatever gasoline, the house is burned down. You see it on the news every fucking night. The tow truck war we had in Toronto. Oh, you want to start a tow business? Well, no, you're going to work for us. No, you don't want to? Okay, fine. Your tow truck parked in your driveway? Sorry. It's been torched. Can't use it anymore. Fuck off. I'm sorry, but it's just... If I don't get rid of it, on this podcast and spew it all over you. Sorry. It's not nice. But, I mean, you must feel the same way. Why can't the good guys win? You know, well, maybe we are. I don't know. All right. Here's one. Like many other historians, I cringe when I hear people saying, this is not who we are. It didn't have to be the stupid voice. This is not who we are. And I'm probably guilty of that, you know. This is not who we are. This is not what Canadians think or do. This is not the way Canadians are. It continues. Because historically, it is who we are. We do discriminate. We did lock up the Japanese. We did put a head tax on the Chinese. We do all these things, you know. Historically, it is who we are. Again and again. Right? We've done these things. We continue. I think it's better to say, this is not who I want us to be. And then ask yourself, what can you do to change that? Okay? So instead of saying, this is not who we are, because it's proven it is who we are, we do these bad things, uh, say instead, this is not who I want us to be. All right, so I'm going to leave on a, a calmer note there. I am sorry about, you know, 
venting, but man, it just, I guess, again, it's this bloody thing of seeing the news every day. My goodness, there goes the walker again and again. This is, I mean, it's noon. Sometimes I'll come here at two o'clock and he's here. How many times, how many times he's looking at me wave again. Oh, guy. He's got earbuds in and he he talks. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. I've stopped with him. I've tried to have a conversation and we get words get exchanged, and some words are understandable, and often it's tomorrow, snow, yesterday. And I'm, I'm really curious to know, well, who's looking after him? Like, where does he go when he leaves the park? Where does he go back to? Does he have a mother and father? I mean, you know, his age, maybe, he's got to be under 30. Uh, maybe much younger, maybe just in his 20s, but... He's well-dressed. I mean, he's got his boots and he knows, you know, and gloves and everything. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. But this is what he does. He just walks around Bluffers at Thompson Park every single day again and again and again. Okay, so we're going to end there. And uh, this is not the end of the podcast. There'll be one more clip. Uh, the Rock is now safely back in Vancouver. It traveled by train with uh, Barnacle Bill, and um, there it is. So it had a wonderful four-day journey. A couple of pictures posted. If you are uh, on uh, Facebook and you're one of the people chosen to be under Friends of the Rock, you can see the pictures. Uh, so there you go. Scarborough Dude signing off from Thompson Park. Got to go home, have some lunch. Bye, bye. Yes, 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 yes. Once again, I don't have music to uh, as a lead-in. I'm really sorry about that, but this damn JBL speaker doesn't seem to hold a charge at all. Um, and I'll, I've got so many devices to charge, and when I lost my main charger unit, and I still don't know where, it just really bugs me because you wake up, oh my God. Can't listen to podcasts. It's the uh, the old iPhone that is just devoted to podcasts. It's dead. You know, the speaker. Anyway, anyway, anyway. It's a, it's a mystery. You know, like, where the hell did I lose it? And anyway, moving on, moving on. Thank you. I hope you're not tired of Thompson Park. I'm getting tired of it, but it's just... I dropped my son off uh, near town center to get his bus to start his day of work. He's just, you know, dragging his ass a little bit, but he'll put it all out there. He's doing an amazing job. I am very proud. This is number two son who hadn't worked for quite a while and now is really uh, doing quite an amazing job on a a difficult job. I'm not going to go into it again. He's even more private than my wife, so uh, I'm not going to... give too much detail other than I think as I've already said I really enjoy these (laughs) driving him in and just having maybe 10 minutes or less just to talk and uh it's it's good it's a connection it's real and I'm pleased about that speaking of being pleased last night I got just over eight hours sleep I know I know I know this is not interesting but it just I, I don't know why it fascinates me so much this sleep data 
Uh, I think because I'm such a vivid dreamer and I remember a lot of dreams. I'm always shocked that people say, oh, I don't remember my dreams. What? You don't know what happened? My God. Now, I don't remember all of them. It's usually just the one closest to waking up time that comes back. But they're so vivid. Like last night I was going, I had a Ukrainian friend. I don't know. I have no idea who. It was a, maybe a composite character. I don't know. But we're really close sharing a lot of food and so it was a dream about food to start with and then it was time for church and it was a religious holiday and he wanted to take me to church but they were very poor and their church was sort of a, a makeshift church in a garage somebody had a garage and they converted into a church and i was very happy and this this dream is going on and on and i go with him and you know of course i'll go to your church and try to get a seat in the back and there's there's not even benches or anything. You got to sit on boxes or whatever, and it's just so intense and so detailed that what comes after, and it's like you know, one dream leads into the next. Because I spent a full hour in REM. This is the rapid eye movement time, you know, and it's always like a period just before waking up. Anyway, last night, to, to my shock, I had two periods of deep sleep, 27 minutes. The night before, zero. This time, 27 minutes. So uh, it's just amazing. When I look at it, you go over, okay, what's your average here? And my average core sleep is, is six hours and another hour of uh, REM. So I'm doing okay. My average is seven and a half hours, and that's what I've been aiming for. So I have been going to bed a little earlier and anyway, all right, all right, okay, I hear you, I hear you, you don't care, all right, I care, you don't care, that's all right, it's my show, but yeah, I owe you, the listener, something, and um, so we'll just move on from there. The problem is, I don't have any notes, and I was a little afraid of starting this one, because again, again, you're going in like buck naked, man, you got nothing, you got nothing to give them, what's going to happen, you got, you got ten minutes, and nothing to fall back on. Well, I'll tell you, I did save an article about the Toronto Library, an update. They have had to rent transport trailers, these huge trailers, to store returned books because of their, their system being down, because of this hack. And it makes me so... I'm not going to shout like I did yesterday in my anger about the bad guys. But, like, I just wish there was some way, like, internationally, there'd be a team, like, you know, Scotland Yard, somebody, all right, let's, let's work together and find out who is at the root of these hacks. What country? Is it China? Is it Russia? Is it just, you know, mafia-type gangs? I wouldn't say the mafia in particular, but just who is making the money from this? Who is benefiting from hacking hospitals, zoos, libraries. The amount of work that has to be done. You go in and you take a book. Yeah, they'll do it, but they'll have to do it on a slip of paper. Every one of those books, because they continue to be open. They haven't shut them down. But students can't do their homework, their research. People can't get things printed. Like for people going in for a job interview, they, they, they count. The poor people in Toronto and any other city count on libraries for keeping them involved, you know, okay, I can do this, I can get this copied, I can do this here. And that's not available anymore. 
the personal information, including, you know, government certified, you know, uh, ID and so on, was hacked, was stolen when they hacked into the system. And this was the blackmail. All right, pay us or, you know, and so there's a staff who are at risk. The, the toll, the cost. When I went last time to get my books, there was a tech guy in training a person on the new system, what we're going to have to do to sort of prevent this in the future and, and try to override the damage that's already been done. It's unbelievable, the cost in man hours. And for what? Like, who is behind it? God damn it. And, and it sounds, yeah, I am a law and order guy when there are rules. I mean, and I take pride in breaking rules if I think they're stupid rules, but things about fairness that are, <coughs> hurting the population as a whole. Man, just, no, I'm sorry. It says long jail times. You fuckers. You're in that cell. And even the guy who just has the hacky, hey, I'm not making the money. I'm just doing it for this. Well, fuck you. You know, if you think it's wrong. My God, Scarborough, 12-year-old boy, caught for robbing a store at knife point and stabbing a guy. 12 fucking years old in Scarborough. Arrested. Something. Whoa. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies. It just. Yeah, I know. It's getting to me. And by the way, the one escape I have that I celebrate and really enjoy. (sighs) Meet up with your friends at the only cafe and you're with the good people uh, you know, and, and you just, Max is going to remember you and advise you to recommend this beer, that, and you're just going to drink your pints and have a good time, step outside, have a toke or maybe a bit of a gummy, and you're just flying high and you're happy because you're with your friends. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I picked up the cold my son had. <coughs> I'm sorry. We've had to cancel. Connie, John, Lisa, myself, a good foursome, and, you know, others are welcome if you hear about this and say, hey, hey. How come I can't come? Well, you know, ask. Um, but anyway, it's it's cancelled. It was set for Saturday, and I just realized, no, I've this thing is for real that I've got. So uh, ending on a kind of a sad note, except that we all agree, hey, let's look out for each other. Nobody wants to get anybody else further sick, and John's just getting over one. Lisa might just be getting one. So no, we'll just postpone. That's all. We'll do it another time when we can all enjoy it. So that's that's sort of the good news. I'll leave it at that. I'm going to sign out. I think we're done. I only had 10 minutes and uh, sadly no music. Maybe I'll end with a tune. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, this is yours truly, the Scarbo dude. Upset that people don't play nice. That, that, and I don't, I don't, I mean, it's so naive of me that I don't understand evil, that I don't understand hatred, that I don't understand. I mean, I I know it's there. I've seen it. I saw it in Nigeria. I I saw, you know, know, almost like a, yeah, I've seen. I I know it's for real. But I just want, (laughs) I just want a nice world. I just want some hope that we could get better, that we could all, you know, root out the bad guys and help out. And people going to the library are going to be kind to the library staff because they know the shit they're going through and people aren't going to complain. They're going to be 
sad and 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 same for the poor cashiers you know working long hours at a you know not a very high wage just standing there day after day scanning your food you know ah you'd be kind to the be kind to each other be kind to the good guys and uh I don't know what to do about the bad guys. I just don't know. And and I'm not for, you know, cut off their hands. I'm not for torture, just to be clear, you know. But boot camp for the young ones, that 12-year-old kid. Sorry, kid. Bam, you are not going to regular school. And you're going to have this thing put on your ankle. Like, we're going to know where you are. We're, we're monitoring you. I'm sorry, you're 12. Yeah, but you fucked up, man. You had a knife. You knew that. Uh, you know, we'll let you get an education. You need that. There'll be a special school you're going to have to go to with other assholes. <coughs> but uh, you, you just don't get a free pass. Uh, we're watching, you know. And the parents especially. Where's the father? You know, hey, whoa, you know what your son did? You don't know why? Let's help us figure this out. All right, anyway, maybe maybe it's better I go back to the, the world of fiction and uh, D.I. Rebus and uh, uh, that way you can you can have the big guy, bad guys, but they're just on paper and you can live with that. All right, Scarborough Dude signing off. Hope you're well. Oh, sorry, we got overtime, but uh, take care. Be good. Be kind. Be loving. Be gentle, especially to animals. Okay, bye for now.